Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Leading Edge Love Radio. This is your host, Sumati Sparks, the Open Relationship Coach. Have you ever wondered how well-suited you are for ethical non-monogamy? Well, you can find out by taking my quiz. And you can find the quiz right on the homepage of my website, sumatisparks.com. That's S as in Sam, U, M as in Mary, A, T as in Tom, I, sparks, as in sparks are flying, dot com. And when you enter your email, you'll be added to my mailing list as well, and you'll be the first to learn about both my online events as well as my live events in the San Francisco Bay Area. So tonight I'm excited to have as my guest, Leanna Walden. Leanna is an expert at relationships, intimacy, love, and sexual exploration. She helps extraordinary people create lives bursting with happiness, love, and good sex. She believes that when it comes to creating love and good sex in your life, there's no room for mediocrity. Presently, she's working with people from all over the world as she resides part-time in Vancouver, Canada, and part-time in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Welcome to the show, Liana. Hello, Samiri. It's very nice to be here. Glad to have you. Where, do you, where are you calling from right now? Uh, right now, I'm in Vancouver. It's uh, Christmas here with my family, and most of my family is um, resides in Vancouver, so it's nice to be around here for the holidays. Lovely. That's a beautiful place. You you live in two gorgeous places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Leanna, tell us a little bit about what your personal relationships look like right now in your life. Are you practicing ethical non-monogamy, and what is your relationship with that and your history with that? Well, I was married for 23 years, and... Um, during that time, uh, we did practice ethical non-monogamy. Now, I'm not married anymore to that same person. We um, separated, we were divorced a year ago, and I can talk a little bit about that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But um, because, yeah, because that's, that's an interesting story in itself around, you know, long-term relationships and long-term marriage. Um, mm-hmm. But we... Um, after about the 13-year mark of being together as a couple, we had two we had two children. Uh, we were we were just you know we started to feel like there was just we just needed more in our lives. We needed something we needed something else, something something that was going to expand us into different places. And we didn't really know what that was going to be yet, and we didn't know how how anything was going to unfold. But there was about a year where things got kind of strange between the two of us, and I was not quite sure what was going on and he was not quite sure what was going on but we were both very sort of unsettled and I I was finding that there was some some strange feelings within myself and I know I'm going to talk about myself because you know I, I know what was going on with him because we talked about this a lot but at the same time um, it was all about me at that point um, just my own feelings of just not really you know, there's got to be something more here, and what's what's going. On. And he was going through his own through certain certain transitions within himself, and I didn't know really what was going on with him. And we weren't communicating that well, and we weren't sure what was going to happen at around the 13 year mark. The kids were also um, the kids were also getting to a point where they were becoming more independent, and you know, there there's a lot of sleepovers and doing their own thing, and we could go out on our own, which was really fun. 
Um, so, but it was also that going out on your own. What does that mean? And what do you do now that you haven't? You you've been just concentrated on kids for so long. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so so what actually happened and precipitated the um, idea of opening the relationship was that for that year period of time, which was kind of a strange period for both of us, he was actually exploring a little bit his bisexuality. And I had known um, before we were married that he had done some exploration on his own, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of trying to figure out his own sexuality. And I was, it was fine with me. You know, that's great. It's wonderful that you were, he was able to do that. And once then we were married and it was just, okay, this is a monogamous long-term relationship and this is, this is the way it's going to be. And we made that you know, vow to each other in a marriage, in a marriage way. And, um, but for him around, around that, this, this, this period of time, 13 years, he was starting to feel like he wanted to explore some more. He didn't explore that much when he was younger and it was just, it just sort of came, started bubbling up again. And he started to do this behind my back initially. Um, so this is what, this is, this was the year where things were unraveling because he was, trying to figure out what was going on with him and uh, I didn't really know what he was doing and I was also trying to figure out what was going on with me. And finally, at one point, he told me. He actually drove me up to the top of a mountain to tell me. Um, mm-hmm. He wanted, <laughs> he was pretty terrified. He didn't know, he didn't want me to run run away screaming or, 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 or freak out. And he wanted to be in a place where it was <laughs> quiet and solitude and I couldn't, I couldn't get away. We had to couldn't run it. away if you're at the but, top of a mountain. <laughs> that's right, I couldn't. It was dark and it was, we're at the top of a mountain. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was, it was like, it was a huge shock. I mean, he, 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 he unveiled what, 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 had, what was going on with him and, and I, and I, and and I was I was shocked, but at the same time, I was relieved to know that okay, something is happening here, and he is going through something here, and 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 I have been feeling this, and so now the honesty of of our relationship has come out, and that was that was really um, really a poignant moment for me. I was it was also it was also very very difficult because he had lied to me and so i felt mm-hmm. you know cheated on of course and mm-hmm. i had you know i just i just kept thinking over and over again why wouldn't he tell me <laughs> that you know why didn't he, why wouldn't he confide in me um but you know we and i and i've come to understand really that our our desires are are so strong sometimes and there's just so many blockages that are have been put on us through our through growing up in society about what we're supposed to be in a marriage that actually even reveal the desires that you have becomes really difficult for many of us. And right. so I, I understood that later as, as you know, uh, years went by, but, you know, it was very difficult initially. Um, and I had to make some very strong decisions at that moment or, or within that period of time of what am I going to do? Am I going to stay with this person who's now, who wants to explore with men um, or am I going to go off and do my own thing? And I decided after about a week that I was going to stay and that in order to stay, we're going to have to change the entire relationship. And I mm-hmm. did not want to be the kind of, I didn't want to have the kind of relationship where, you know, if you ever do that again, I will, I'm going to leave you the next time I, if anything ever happens, you know, because that's just then putting more of a cage around the person. Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't want to do that, and I knew that that wasn't going to work. 
so also knew within myself when he he told me that I thought, well, like this may be an opportunity to do some more exploration as a couple, and I don't know what that means or what we're going to do, but we can allow a little bit more freedom here and see what happens. So he was shocked, of course, that I said that. Um, he didn't was not expecting me to um, to uh, to come up with this particular idea, um, but. Um, as soon as as soon as I revealed that, we both um, immediately, you know, fell deeper deeper in love. Uh, it was mm. it was just suddenly like the dam had burst, and um, intimacy was developed again between the two of us. Our, our deep desires were were exposed again, and and intimacy became very strong between the two of us. So um, yeah, it was it was it was an amazing transition and turning point for our relationship. Um, and with that that idea in mind of what we wanted to do moving forward, like in the sense of let's I want to free our relationship up, uh, we didn't know what we were going to do or how that was going to happen. We just knew that it was time to do something very, very different. Mm-hmm. And I think even, I don't think even at that time we even knew what the word open relationship was or or that it existed mm-hmm. or, you know, there was, there was there was information, but, you know, as a, heterosexual couple with children, you're not looking around for, you're not really looking around or exploring for information about, you know, changing your relationship or altering things. So you don't really even know what's in it, what, what's going on at that point. Um, right. So, yeah, so that's how it started. It started with that situation. And um, with, you know, with for us, um because he was bisexual and because I didn't know what, I, I didn't really have an attraction to women. I didn't feel that anyways. I never really thought a lot about it. Um, I just said, I said, well, we'll start just exploring together and that will give you the opportunity to have your exploration with men and for me to also have that exploration, but we'll do it together and see how mm-hmm. that goes. And so that's how we, that's how we opened it in our first, our first experience, our first event was with another man, the three of us, as a threesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of couples do that when they first open their relationship. They start by being with other people together. Um, they feel yeah. safer if they just bring another person into their sexuality that already exists. Did yeah, you find and- that that was a good stepping stone for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had already had a few um, experiences with guys, and for me, you know, I was coming from this 13 years of being with the same person, a mother, um, uh, not really knowing who I was as a sexual being, not even knowing if I could have sex with another person at that point. Um, like a really a lot, you know, there's a lot of beliefs that are underground all of this and I had a lot of stuff to work through and the idea of mm-hmm. you know just oh you go off with some guy and I'll go off with somebody else and you know we'll see you tomorrow like that was just not <laughs> that was not a possibility for me it was not a possibility right. um I it had, it, you know and, and 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 people that I worked with too I I say it's a small step every time a gentle step you don't have to think about you know, jumping in suddenly and you're having massive you know relationship people worry a lot about what if I fall in love with someone else and 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 but it's not, it doesn't happen like that. It's just a small step at a time, and you only have to right. take 
the step that you're able to at that moment. And mm-hmm. for me, it was like, okay, the first step could be let's 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 go with like introduce a, a man into the, to the group. So there's three of us, and then you get your you get your exploration. I get my you know I get to try something different and. Um, even that in itself was terrifying. I mean, it took me months before finally, because he kept saying, okay, we're ready, you're ready, you're ready. <laughs> he was very anxious. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, no, I can't now. No, I'm not I'm not quite ready. No, 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 I have my period. No, no, I, I'm too tired. No, I can't. <laughs> but really, I was mm-hmm. scared. I was really scared. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And So then when you finally pulled the trigger, was it, did you have a fun experience with it? Or was it kind of uh, well, cl- yeah. clumsy at first? No, no. Like what happened? What he said to me was, "Listen, we're we, we'll you you know you said you'd like to try it. Let's do it. Let me tell you that you can have all the power in this. If we meet this person and right away you don't like him, you can say no. If we're if we're you know if we've been there for half an hour and you don't want to be there, well, you can say no. We'll leave. If we're in the middle of sex and you want to leave, we'll leave. You have the power, okay? And so when oh, that's when a very that generous husband. Yeah. When it was in that perspective, it was, it was, it was, it was okay. Okay. I think I can do it then because now I, I have, I, you know, I can make the choice along the way, all the way. And mm-hmm. um, I was as, as scared as I was the first time we met up with somebody. Um, it ended up being like one of the most amazing experiences we had ever had to that date oh, wow. as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good experience. Cool. <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. And so then, you know, fast forward to, you know, over the next 10 years of your relationship, did you get to where open relationship was working smoothly? How, how did your, how did your relationship handle this transition over the long term? Um, well, we went through lots of different transitions um, because as soon as for us, we we are, we tend to be very exploratory anyways. And we had, you know, we, prior to that, we'd done a lot of dream exploration and out of body. exploration. we're always looking for something to explore as a couple. And so when it was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, sexuality, we can explore this. So we went into it like full on and, um, you know, full on emotional exploration, full on exploration with, you know, very, what, you know, kept opening doors, like other possibilities are, what are your desires? What do you want to do? Let's play this out. Let's play that. Oh, he's, he's a, he was a, he's a writer and he, you know, he would write scenes. So how do you think about, what do you think about this scene? I'm like, okay, okay, let's play it out. Let's find somebody to do this. And so we, we really played a lot as a couple and he would um, have occasionally his own, uh, he he would go off on his own, his own experiences, his own events. And it came to a point where I was feeling like, well, this is something uneven here. You know, you're getting all, you're getting, you have a, a whole sexual world without me and I don't have anything that's of my own and I want to experience that. So, um, and so that was another, that was, a, that was another step. So it was kind of like these big steps that kept coming up. And um, the first was me going off on my own and, and that was, that was difficult for me, and it was difficult for him too. Um, mm-hmm. But because as we went along, we also realized that we one we have very different taste in people, and mm-hmm. two we have different desires. You know, we we mm-hmm. have different ways that we want to we want to operate. And for him, meeting up with a guy and just having a one off and leaving, it was fine. That was all he was looking for. And but for me, mm-hmm. I, I was just 
you know, being with him was one thing. It was kind of like the third person or the other couple that would join us. They were kind of the spice to to the combination um, and, and and the fun experience of that. Uh, but I was always with my, my husband. But for me to go off on my own, I, I just was not interested in just meeting anybody and just having a fling, and then I just was not into that. Um, so... I, I ended up meet, meeting up with a, a man that we had spent some time with, and I said, well, how about this guy? You know, maybe I can go see him. And, and, and my husband already knew him, and he felt comfortable. And so I went, and it was really, really difficult for him. I mean, he went through some pretty intense jealousy uh, emotions um, when I went off on my own, and, and, mm-hmm. and it was tough. It was tough initially, but we both, and then, and then again, when um, he wanted to then go off with another woman, because we also had some experiences with women, and we went to parties, and we did all these various things, and then we were wanting to, like, let's try it separately, and they said, well, I'd like to go with a woman on my own, and with somebody he, we had met together, and then he wanted to go see her, and I'm like, okay. But, yeah, it was really, really hard when it was separate, you know, especially when, it, when mm-hmm. he went with a woman, and especially, I guess, when I went with a man. So there was a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of emotions that we had to work through, a lot of um, some um, some extremely intense jealous emotions, um, and it really depended mm-hmm. on the person. I never really, like, I, it, could never, it was never predictable. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like I So having gone that, through all of that, all those years, what would you, what do you have to share about the best ways to deal with those intense feelings of jealousy? Well, you know, what I tell people is that if you're going to open your relationship, you have to be able, you have to be ready to open up inside of you. You know, you have mm-hmm. to be ready, you have to be, you have to be ready to jump into these things. And it's going to be painful for not everybody, but for many people and most people that I've talked to, there is some pain involved because mm-hmm. you're, you're like busting through you know, beliefs that have been, you know, uh, ingrained in your being for, like, maybe generations. Um, and, and you're busting through these things. And, you know, I try to talk a lot about compersion and having, you know, really uh, loving thoughts for your partner being with someone else and, and, you know, really working. So you have to be able, you have to be ready to work on yourself. You can't just think that this an open relationship, everything's going to be great, or it's going to make our relationship so much better. Um, it can make your relationship better. And you uh, will become more intimate because that's the other thing what we found was always counterintuitive when we we felt like um, it was a scary thing to do and that, oh, my God, what's going to happen to us as a couple? Um, We would always become closer as a couple in all of the experiences that we had. And we were always ready to work through some intense, intense emotions that we had. um, And support each other through it as much as we possibly could, but also to know that there was going to be moments of feeling really uncomfortable. You're at home and your partner's off with a woman that you're you're not quite sure about or you're just, you don't know what these emotions are going to be that come up and they come up in all sorts of ways that you didn't expect. And um, you're super uncomfortable and, um, you know, you have, to, you have to experience it and feel it and go into it and try to find out, like, what is it that, that is really at the heart of that. And... Mm-hmm. maybe uh, with me, I was able to eventually let that pass through and be comfortable with it and, and understand that, you know, we had a, a strong relationship and it was going to be okay. 
and with him as well. Um, for some people, it's not possible, and that's okay too. It's just well, it's it just I can't do this. I don't want you know I don't want to share myself share with my partner, and then they put boundaries around. Okay, our, the boundaries are that we just play together, or the boundaries are that we only mm-hmm. play. Right. You know, we're in the same room or whatever. You know, certain boundaries. Right. That, yeah, I was going to um, ask you about uh, like how you feel like agreements come into it because um, some people feel like agreements are just kind of a smokescreen for avoiding dealing with their feelings, and other people find that agreements really help them feel safe, especially in the early part of being open. So after all that you went through all those years, um, what would you recommend in the way of, of how couples manage agreements? And um, like, for example, would you talk to your husband? So let's say he had a date with somebody else and you were sitting at home going through all your intense feelings. Would you talk to him about it when he came back or would you spare him that and just let him have his fun night and talk to a friend? Like that's an example. Like what, how did you manage the feelings when he would return from a date? Well, we always talked about our feelings um, with each other. I have, I, I am the kind of person that needs to talk about it all the time, probably with everybody and, you know, including him, mm-hmm. my friends, I just, I can't hide how I'm feeling um, I can't mm-hmm. hide what what's going on inside of me, and and it helps me um, when I when I can release it and talk about it with friends or him. Uh, but him first, it was usually with him first. He'd come back, and then we'd have you know, I need to know everything. I I'm not the type of person that would say, you know, just have your fun time, and then you know, uh, I don't need to know the details. I need to know everything um, in the beginning, <laughs> in particular, in mm-hmm. particular. And I I do say like that's um that's I worked a lot with um. I work a lot with with uh, women who are with bisexual men um, or men who wanting to explore the bisexuality, and um, I say you know, I do tell them that it's really good it's really good um, exercise for you to go with your husband on the experience because this is something that a, a number of women I, I are quite scared of doing because it it then demystifies what is actually happening because you mm-hmm. just create all this fantasy in your head about this crazy sexual stuff they're doing and everything and really you know it's it's not such a big deal when you're actually in the room and it, yeah, it, it just sort of that with women too not just not not just when we have a bisexual male partner but also if our partner yeah. is with another woman um i in the past would create this whole fantasy like oh she's so much more whatever than me fill in the blank you know and then once i met her and maybe we had an experience together then you see that she's just human and she's perfectly wonderful and it does demystify that when you can actually just meet the person and put them in your space. Absolutely. And you also then realize that nobody can have the same experience that they have with you. Like it's not possible. I, mm-hmm. I cannot have the same experience with any person that I've, I've you know, had sex with. It's, it's different with every single solitary person. So, mm-hmm. Um, when you come to that realization too, and that that helps by seeing you with your your partner with another person or seeing them interacting with other people, you you start to realize, hey, like they, they can't possibly ever find anything that's like what they have with me. It's just not possible. I'm mm-hmm. a, a very unique individual, a unique human being, and that's kind of partly how uh, I talk about getting through the jealousy as well. It's like really embracing your uniqueness and 
how important you are and you know the, the history you have nobody can bring you know 13 years of marriage and 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 the history you have together and and the life you have together it, you know it's it's a one a one or two time get together with somebody i mean there's just it's just very very different so mm-hmm. um going back to like working through these intense emotions i think if you want to open your relationship you're going to you you're going to come across emotions like these that maybe you've never touched upon before or you have and they're just going to, they might be much much bigger um, but there is a way to work your way through them and and get to the other side mhm so when you opened your marriage and started dating other people how did this change in your relationship affect your children you said they were a little bit older at that time but so they must have kind of known what was going on yeah, well, we um, what we ended up doing because we opened the relationship. He was he he's a writer. He was a, he is a writer. Was a writer. He um he started writing a book about him coming out as bisexual and our transition into opening a relationship. And then we thought we're going to um, I said, why don't you write a little play? Because I was running the Vancouver Fringe Festival then, and um, he said okay. And so we started writing a play. And so at this point, we're like, we have to tell the children because someone's going to you know, people are going to start knowing that we're, this book is going to come out, this play, is, I, we'd already signed up to do the play. And so we sat down with them and um, we, we, <laughs> we sat down with them in the conversation, like, okay, we have something important to tell you about your mother, you know, your father and I, your mother and I. Um, and, um, you know, we love each other very much. And it's, it's you know, we're, we're, we're having a really wonderful time together. And we want to tell you that, you know, occasionally we sleep with other people. And we just felt it was really important that, and they were... How old were they? 11, I think they were around 12, 13. Okay. 12 and 13. So they're, you know, they're at that age where they're just starting to feel a little bit of sex, their sexuality and connection with boyfriend, girlfriend, kind of thing. So um, we felt that they needed to have an idea what was going on because we didn't, I didn't want them to start guessing, having to guess what was happening or starting to think that something was going, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't want them to have to guess about what was happening in our lives. Yeah, or really have open them feel them. deceived. I feel, I feel deceived or I, I just not really understand their parents. I wanted to have an intimate relationship with my kids as well. And mm-hmm. I, we had always said to them that there's nothing wrong with sex. Um, always been open with them about, you know, if they, if they had asked us any questions about sex or sexuality um, so it was like, okay, we have to be open. And it was also really important to me because, um, or to us, because the, the things are going, things are starting to change everywhere, you know, it, it, with the concept of marriage. And we were at the forefront of these changes and, and our kids were coming up in this new generation. I wanted them to know there were options that it's not just about marrying in a heterosexual long-term monogamous relationship for the rest of your life. You know, there are options, and it's okay. It's okay to have these options, and people get really, really stuck in um, one option of how we we have a relationship, monogamy, long-term, heterosexual, and happy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that it's just, it, it's just not fair to, to us as human beings growing and changing and transitioning, that that is the only option that's available to, available to us. And if we're not following that option, we there's something wrong with us, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't live up to that. that. We, we can't live up to it. So therefore, oh my God, there's something wrong with us. Uh, you know, gay people have worked their way through that, and even then, it's still difficult for them, you know, to be accepted as married couples. And and it's it's becoming more and more acceptable in in many places in the world, but many places still not, right? And so, mm-hmm. these new generations of kids need to understand that there's there's options. There's there's other ways of living your life, and it can really be any way that you want. So. Why don't you be really open and honest with them? Why don't you be really open and honest with them about um, what was going on with us? And, uh, you know, my daughter, first thing she said was, I don't want to know any details. <laughs> I was going to say, they're at that age where they don't want to think about their parents having sex. Ew. <laughs> no, we're not here to tell you the details unless you, you know, unless you really want to ask something. But, you know, they, they she just said, okay, well, she, she said, okay. Um, they They were... They were pretty accepting of it, you know. They, they, they. I think they felt empowered that we trusted them enough to tell them something like that. Mm-hmm. And I good. felt really good that they, they knew first before, you know, we, we were putting on a play about it, and someone came up and told them, "Hey, they, oh, I heard your mother right. call you know, like I, I just that was just been horrible." Yeah. Cool. And I do, okay. um, I do counsel. I do counsel my clients to, when they do have children, and some of them have children in their 20s and 30s and they haven't told them yet. Um, I said, you know, I just say, you know, it, 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 there's nothing wrong with sex. There's nothing wrong with sex, and 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 it, it needs to be an open conversation more than ever now, more than ever. Right. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Leading Edge Love Radio, and this is your host, Sumati Sparks, the open relationship coach at sumatisparks.com. And we're speaking with Liana Walden, who is a relationship, intimacy, love, and sexuality coach. And she's talking about having been in a 23-year marriage that opened up after they were together over a decade and what it was like to, you know, halfway through a long-term marriage to move into ethical non-monogamy, mostly because her husband was bisexual, and that's how it started. But then after that, they got into all kinds of mischief. So I want to talk a little bit about um, the experience of long-term marriage and how I often joke, half-jokingly say, that there's an epidemic of long-term monogamy because I see so many couples in long-term relationships that are not having sex or they're not having enough sex for one of the members. Um, so can you talk a little bit about long-term relationships and whether you think that opening the relationship is a valid solution for them keeping their marriage alive? Well, it's, it is a solution for sure. And it's not the only solution. Um, now, I find that what happens in long-term relationships and marriages that don't have, there's, there's just no more sex in the relationship, is that one of the main problems is that there's not a lot of education that they've had about sex. And mm-hmm. um, they kind of get stuck in this mediocre sex. You know, they get stuck in the mediocre sex. And they, they don't take the time to, I mean, there's a lot more information now online and books and everything, but... To, and you can you can understand it intellectually, but to actually start to put it into practice and to say, okay, mm-hmm. look at there's other options here. There's more there's more ways that we can explore this part of who we are. Um, 
and that requires conversation about sex. And there have been studies done about um, long-term intimate relationships where as the relationship becomes longer, the intimacy becomes less. And people mm-hmm. just you start to sort of protect your partner from, you know, telling them something in, in case they get too upset or they, you, they get hurt mm-hmm. or maybe they leave you for what you say. And so then you don't tell them about your desires. You don't tell them about what you're really feeling. You don't tell them about what you really want to do. You know, And so then the conversation, particularly around sex, because it's such a vulnerable place, just becomes less and less and less. And then you just kind of looking at your partner like, well, I don't know. They don't want to have sex. I, don't, I guess we're not having sex. I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just such, there's just not a lot of education for people. The people are just not a lot educated around um, knowing that there are options around their sexual, their sexual lives. It's not, it's the same, it's the same kind of thing that I was talking about earlier about this idea of heterosexual monogamous long term that you get stuck in that mentality that that's all there is and you don't even know that there's anything else. There's nothing, that you, there's anything beyond that. So they're kind of stuck there. Um, right. And and then that, that have, goes into the conversation. Yeah. Go ahead. So it goes into so it goes in then that goes into the, the inability to have conversations about sex and so then it gets to a point where they're just not even talking about it anymore. They're just right. it's just not even coming up. They're just looking at the well, they don't want it, she doesn't want it, I you know, blaming each other in a sense and, and then mm-hmm. not taking ownership for what they actually want. And then right. with that, they, their own personal sexual energy just gets completely suppressed. And so mm-hmm. the desires and the feelings are not even, you know, you don't have any, the, the contact, the, the connection with the body almost becomes lost. And mm-hmm. I see that in women in particular where then there may be, you know, um, pain within, in, in, within the vagina. Mm-hmm. They've just completely blocked themselves off from any possibility or our idea of having sex anymore so right. it takes a lot of um it takes a lot of opening up again and conversation and slowly stretching and stretching you know the possibilities and the, the ideas and the beliefs and the and the concepts and uh so that they can start to make that part of their life more malleable and realize that there are options there's a lot to explore actually the exploration i say is endless Right. I like how you use that word exploration a lot. You you say it a lot and it's in your on your website. Um and that we kind of always are in an explore if we are always in an exploration in our life, then we never have to be bored and we're always growing. Um if we think we know everything, then um life can get pretty dull. So maybe you can talk about why that word is so important to you. Uh, well, yeah, I use it. I use well. I consider myself an explorer. I like to explore all sorts of realms and all sorts of things and all sorts of experiences. Um, when it comes to the sexual, um, in particular, it is about exploring. Like, because because when I talk about exploration around the sexual it kind of, I think, piques people's interest a little bit because they realize that, oh, exploring sexually, and I, and I relate it to things like if you're exploring in, in your business or you're exploring in the way that you live, you know, you're always sort of looking for different ways to, to make things better, maybe make more money, maybe learn more, maybe grow in the company, you know, or, 
or if you're, you know, if you're playing golf, you want to get better, you buy better clubs, you like go to better club places to play, you get instruction and lessons. And so you're exploring that, those areas of your life. And um, many times we kind of cut off that exploration of sex. We think that there's nowhere to go beyond sort of a simple, uh, basic sexual experience. And so I say, no, like this, this, this exploration is what it's all about. It's, you know, because it's very individualized as well. Each, each person is going to find a different direction in the exploration. And the exploration is about how, is about, is, is connecting into your feeling sense and into your intuition and what it is that gets you excited you know you have to be able to tap into that so that you can feel that oh like oh I kind of like to go in this direction and puts a, like a smile on your face and and I always say like that's that's how you know what you get those will say like well what what do you mean explore like explore how what do I do where do I go it's like okay let's just let's just talk about some things what makes you kind of smile what makes you kind of tingle what gets you kind of a little bit excited you know and that's the direction you want to go explore what that feels like Explore where it takes you. Just open the door a little bit. Explore it where where what what the direction is like. You know. Right. So you, yeah. you mentioned so, earlier about how revealing our desires can be very difficult for people, and I think that couples that have been together for a long time, and uh, particularly older people, you know, who are much more deeply programmed from like the fifties of you know, thinking that women's sexuality makes you a slut or a whore, um, you know, that internalized shame around female sexuality makes it really hard for women to ask for what they want or even to know what they want. So what kind of support do you give women who are trying to explore sexuality, but they don't really even know what the options are and they just think they don't like sex? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, I, it really depends on the person, but I always start with, um, I have this sort of four part series that I talk about for four part sort of program, uh, because people come to me about wanting to have better sex and why am I not having good sex with my partner or, or as an individual, not get, you know, not connecting with somebody in a, in a really lovely sexual way. And I really think that it comes from stems from happiness, joy, love, and then good sex. And this mm-hmm. is the happiness, joy, and love that stems from within yourself. So building the energy within your own body and your own being so that you can get to a point where you can open yourself to some sexuality. Because it's, it's mm-hmm. a completely, being in the sexual domain is, is a completely different dimension. It's not of this dimension. It's not of of your you know your work life, your raising children life, your your you know day to day kind of thing. You have to be able to lift yourself out of that into another place. In order to do that, you have to feel some happiness and joy and love within yourself, so that you can surrender yourself enough to and, and allow yourself to go into that space. Mm-hmm. So, I work with. With women, I would work with women um, on really connecting into their bodies and allowing their bodies to to lead them in in how they're feeling and and really get into that feminine juicy feminine energy, so that you know like doing five minutes of just nonlinear movement 
just let your body move you. Don't don't try to get out of your head. Don't turn like don't don't do it when anybody's around so you don't feel um, you don't feel silly or whatever. And just turn you. Just let your body move you and get yourself into this more fluid kind of state where your body is leading because um, sexual sex the sexual um, dimension is all about surrendering yourself completely. And for men too, you have to be able to surrender yourself into this this different kind of energy which I talk about being like this kind of thick molasses, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, some kind of nonlinear movement is a really good exercise to start with. Um, or many women have not um, even looked at their vagina or touched it. So doing some kind of um, exploration around that, you know, with a mirror mm-hmm. and maybe nice music, like explore your body. This is part of who you are. So explore what does mm-hmm. it look like, what does it feel like, you know, touching yourself and, and, and starting to, like, open up your body to feeling sense. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's what really gets lost is, is the connection from, the you know, the brain to the body and, 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 and then, you know, dropping yourself into the body so that uh, when you come into a sexual experience, you know, when you feel sexually excited about somebody, it's, what, it's all your body feels it, right? Mm-hmm. You feel... The tingling in your body, you feel nervous, you feel sweaty. It's the body is reacting to that sexual energy. So you have to be in touch with that body in order to allow yourself to take steps, you know, deeper steps into it. And to get in touch with it, you know, things like movement, breath work, various ways that that can help you drop deeper into it. Mm -hmm. And then once a woman is aware of what she enjoys sexually and how she wants to be touched, how do you help people to have those conversations if they've been in a long-term relationship and maybe the communication hasn't been that open and that vulnerable for a long time? How do they start to develop that transparency and trust with each other after they've been together a long time? Uh, well, they have to take a risk. You know, they have to take mm-hmm. a risk. Uh, if, they are, if they're really serious about wanting to create a sexual life with each other again, they have to take some risk. And I, I, I say this is this is number one. You have to decide that this is the most important thing and you're going to take control of your sex life. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready to do that and if they come to see me, then they're, <laughs> they're at that point. But there's going to be some risks involved. And risks meaning you're going to have to open yourself a little bit. And it's a step-by-step process as well, but you need to start opening up. Um so I, one one thing that I suggest, and I'm always amazed when I hear that people have not talked about this particular thing at all, but talk about maybe the first time you've ever had sex when you lost your virginity. Mm-hmm. And I've heard I've heard it so many times from couples say, "Oh, I've never asked them that, asked my partner that before." Um, mm-hmm. So just start with something that is like a personal experience that's in the past um, that you can just that will start that will start opening up a conversation about sex. So what you did mm-hmm. in the past, how you lost your virginity, or some past experience you had that was very exciting um, mm-hmm. that you've never shared with your partner. You know, so that it's not, mm-hmm. it's not of immediate, it's not, it's, you're not getting into your immediate um, desires now or your immediate uh, fantasies now because that can, be, that can be overwhelming for some people. Just start with something that's happened in the past that was exciting for you or feelings that you had in the past that were really exciting for you or... Like I say, um, how you lost your virginity, what that was like, you know, whether it was 
difficult or it was exciting or scary, whatever, but be able to talk about it with your partner. And I found that really that particular conversation really starts to open the door for people mm-hmm. um, just to sort of start to get get some kind of uh, intimate conversation going. And from there, um, the conversation can start to build. You know, it, but it really has Beautiful. to start with, 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 and it really has to start with some type of, you know, opening and risk within yourself. And it's it's scary for people who are not, you know, not used to talking about sex, for sure. Right. Um, there's right, also right, right. there's also there's also some um, some some exercises that I may give couples just to help build some intimacy and and something so simple as doing some um, some lo- sort of longer term eye contact this is done in a lot of tantric mm-hmm. circles where just just sit with each mm-hmm. other and look at it into each other's eyes um without for for a number of minutes you know put a timer on i say and just 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 look at each other in their in your eye in your eyes and just just sort of try to drop into each other's eyes and that that's a mm-hmm. difficult exercise it's a difficult exercise to to do um and you really feel a different kind of connection with your partner when you do that and maybe you hold hands at the same time but just you know, do that as as sort of a precursor to maybe even the conversation. So, just different, nice, soft ways to bring you closer together. You're not going to go. Cool. I'm not going to give you like here's full out sexual things you need to do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you more about the, like learning how. To, yeah, and it's more about beginning the process of communicating honestly and with transparency because so many relationships don't have that where. People are not really revealing who they are to their partners. So that takes a lot of courage to do that. Um, it pushes a lot of our buttons around abandonment, fear of abandonment and rejection um, to really reveal ourselves to our partner and be seen by them and um, not knowing what's going to happen, how it's going to land on them. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, our desires will change over our lifetime many, many times. So if you hold in these desires, like I've worked with, in particular, bisexual men uh, and relationships, some some men have have been in marriages for 40, 50 years and have held on to it so tightly that, you know, there, there's all sorts of illness that has started to be created and no sex is happening and, you know, they don't know what's going on. And it, they've just not been able to reveal this particular desire that's been like just, you know, grabbing and holding on to them for so long. And when you can, when you can release these things as early as you possibly can, it gives you more room to continue to explore because this one desire is going to hold on to you until you can you can release it. And mm-hmm. it may only right. require verbally releasing it, and that may be all you need to do, uh, talking to your partner and just releasing it, and then suddenly it's like, oh wow, like. And I've seen this before where it's, it's, they just, they don't need to act upon it. It's just, they, they just needed to like tell her or tell him what they were feeling and, and the desire mm-hmm. that they, the strong desire they had. It also may lead to wanting to try something, but it's still a, a step-by-step process. And as you, and this is, you know, what I found in my relationship was as we opened the doors and we were always like wanting to explore, there was always another door to open. It's like, wow, that was really fun and I'd like to try something else and I've got these other desires and I want to feel these and I want to feel this and I want to try that and what is it like being over here and what's it like going there and what's it like doing this and, you know, it just keeps, the doors keep opening if you allow them to and 
that's an exciting time for a relationship because then together you're kind of like this partners in crime trying all this new fun stuff. Exactly, yeah. And it seems like a, a key part to that is listening and holding space and not thinking that just because your partner's sharing something kind of edgy or some fantasy or or something that hasn't worked in the past, it doesn't mean that you have to respond right then or fix it or um, have some kind of big reaction. Um, it's really important to just receive them and just listen. It doesn't mean that you're agreeing with it. It's just giving them space to feel heard and slow down and then you can move on to what to do about it later. Wouldn't you say that that's a really important part of it is just the way that you hold space when your partner's courageous enough to come and reveal something like that to you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I say, you know, it's just, you're just talking. You're just talking. Nothing is going to happen. You're not taking any steps. You're just going to talk. And so, you, you yeah, you just want to listen and you want to reveal some things and you want to listen to your partner and just be there for them. And 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 learn something about them. Mhm. Yeah. Beautiful. So, um, on to another topic. Um, so I like that we're yeah. talking about long-term relationships because I do work with a lot of clients in long-term relationships that are not happy with. There's an imbalance in their sex drive, and a lot of time it's because the woman is postmenopausal and she's having kind of either a low libido or pain during sex or something. So um, do you have some advice about keeping your sexual life alive as you age, whether you're in a couple or uh, you're a single person, maybe divorced and going back out on your own again? um, How do we keep our sex life alive alive as we age? Well, some of the similar things that I've mentioned, for sure, um, you continue to explore together and, and, and open... We're just talking about conversation. Allow the space to have conversation about new desires that that bubble up. And also know that um, you may not have similar desires. Mm -hmm. And so you, you, I was going to say, like, okay, we're going to put this on the table, like what the desires are right now. And sometimes they come out very different. And so then when you, but when you can, you know, reveal them, then you can start to figure out, well, how are we going to deal with these desires in the relationship? How are we going to work together so that um, we're both feeling like we can express what we need to express and we can expand uh, in different ways. Uh, We can support each other through these things. Um, We can allow each other some, some, uh, you know, we can be we can be friends through this. We can we can we can uh, you know, when you're together for a very very long time. You know, sometimes um, having sex just with that same person is just you, you might not even want to have sex with that same person anymore. I, I know a number of couples who just don't want to have sex with that person, but they love this person very much, and this is the person that they want to be with for the rest of their life, or they really feel uh, like they're their best friend. They 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 have a great life together, but sex is something that's not part of the relationship anymore, and so. Mm-hmm supporting each other on the next steps from that point so that you can allow each other, because I I really believe like sex is an important part of who we are as human beings. And it's, it's a massive amount of energy within our bodies that needs to get expressed somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that will, that changes in long-term relationships. So the conversation needs to, to be kept open uh, because it can change from, 
you know, maybe you don't want to have sex anymore, or maybe you want to become monogamous again for a while, or maybe mm-hmm. you want to, maybe you want to open it and try something here, or maybe you, maybe you want to, uh, maybe you meet a person that you both fall in love with and want to bring into the house and, and have a, a different kind of experience. And so mm-hmm. really, um, really being open to conversation, checking in with each other about what's going on, talking about your fantasies, um, because just talking about these things in itself can bring some sexual sparks within the relationship and make it exciting for the two of you. Um, there's so mm-hmm. many, there's so many places that couples can go to explore and learn now about sexuality. I mean, I know, I know tons of places in Vancouver um, where it's like weekends away for couples where they have, you know, sexual exploration areas and they have workshops and there's all these couples that come from all over the place and you don't have to do anything sexual if you want. You can just go there to learn and be part of a, a very open uh, group of people that want to talk about sex, or you can go in and explore and experience all sorts of things. To you know, sex clubs which are just run by beautiful people that are open and wonderful people. Like there's there's a lot of fear and taboo around going to a sex club, but I've just found that the people that are part of these organizations, these these groups, these events are just such warm, open, loving people, and they want to make sure everybody has, you know, the best experience possible. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of things you can do as a couple if you're feeling kind of stuck and you want to get some spice going and you want to, like, feel something different. You can you can go to some of these events, and like I say, you don't have to play with anybody. No means no in these events, you know, if and mm-hmm. that's it. You don't have to explain yourself. If you're not interested in mm-hmm. partaking, you do not have to do anything. You can just be mm-hmm. there and be in the energy and feel what is it like to be in a room with other people having sex, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so that can a lot be pretty mind-blowing for people for their first time because we've all learned that sex should happen in private or just two people with the door closed, no one else watching. So having a, a sex in a room full of people is revolutionary in a way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it certainly, you know, the first few times you go to something like that, I mean, you will leave with, a sexual energy that will last for quite a while in the relationship. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, it's kind of <laughs> so b- before we so. run out of time, I want to give you a chance to um, talk about your, um, this word that I see on your website, multidimensionality. So um, we just have a little over five minutes left. So I want you to talk about what the word multi- multidimensionality means and how that relates to sexual exploration. And then also I want you to make sure you have plenty of time to tell our listeners how they can reach you, and um, I think you have an offer for them too. So you have about four minutes, so go ahead. Okay, well, I've been talking a lot about multidimensionality in my work because um, sex, the sexual realm is another dimension. I look at it like another dimension, and we can access all sorts of information from other dimensions besides this sort of physical reality, like our dream dimension, um, symbolism that's around us, uh, um, the sexual realm. Um, there's just there's a lot of information that comes to us that we can have access if we open ourselves a little bit more to what is available to us outside this sort of three-dimensional realm. So mm-hmm. um, I am really about this happiness, joy, love, and good sex through kind of a multidimensional exploration. And I say multidimensional again because I look at sex as another dimension. And I find that 
in order to to enter into it, you need to feel differently. You need to like slow your body right down. You need to get yourself into a completely different space. You need to you need to find you know more love within your being. And and so uh, I talk about um, and you need to find a different way to connect with somebody so that you can you can be playing off their energy as opposed to like okay let's just have sex and, and you know and that's I, I find like a lot of people having sex are just it's just it happens too, way too quickly and they're not satisfied and they don't feel this deep connection. But you can learn um, to find that energy and go into it and have these deep, wonderful, beautiful experiences that can take you to sort of transcending uh, places, you know, other dimensions. So that's the other part of the sexual sort of multidimensionality is you're, you're transcending through sexuality. And what does that mean? You can only know until you get there. <laughs> but it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful experience. Um, and that's around, and so that that's also around multi orgasm, you know, being an, a multi orgasmic woman and being a, um, a man who um, can retain his ejaculation. So that you know, it's like taking your sex life, let's take our sex life to another level, so that mm-hmm. he can she can open up and, and explore her orgasmic states, and he can he can explore his orgasmic states without ejaculating and he can be there to support her through her, her journey through the masculine and feminine mm-hmm. energies. Um, Beautiful. So that's, that's, okay. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Thank you. We're almost out of time. So I want to make sure you have enough yep. time to tell our listeners how they can reach you and to let them know what you're offering. Yeah. So you can reach me on my website, LianaWaldenCoaching.com. Um, uh, my email is LeannaWaldenCoaching at gmail.com. And I have um, a program that I can offer 20% off right now. It's a three-month program for singles or couples. And it's it's exploring your multidimensionality and going through these states of, of exploring happiness, joy, love, and good sex. So it's for people who are ready to really take their sex lives and their lives to another level where they're exploring they're they're having the kind of relationships that they want in their life. They're exploring sexually in a way that they've never explored before, and they're feeling the multidimensionality of their own, you know, human being. Beautiful. And we can find out about that program from your website. Yes, you can find out about my uh, my website again, LianaWaldenCoaching.com. And the twenty percent off. Do they have to enter a code or anything? Um, no, I think it's better to just, at this point, I, I might be able to put a code in. I haven't done that yet, but you could just contact me directly through my webpage and say that okay. you heard um, the podcast, and okay. and that would be enough. I, that Yeah, that would be fine, and, and okay. I will uh, have to yeah, Just say that, that you heard Leanna on the Leading Edge Love podcast. Yeah. Yes, the Leading Edge okay, Love great. podcast. Great. That's wonderful. Yes, awesome. thank you so much. That's okay. Well, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. It was just a, the time flew by. You're just a wealth of information. So thank you for sharing all that with us. And I wish you the best of luck in your career. Thank you so much. And once again, thank you for having me. And have a great Christmas and holiday season. Uh, yes, you too. Good night. Okay. So thank you for listening to another episode of Leading Edge Love. We will be taking a few weeks off for the holidays and some travel time, and we'll see you back toward the end of January. Good night, everyone.